Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. And I'm Will. And on this episode, we're going to be doing part one of our Super Bowl special. In this episode, we're going to be covering our favorite past Super Bowls. So me and Will each got a list of three, as well as our favorite Super Bowl MVP, but not a quarterback. So, so our favorite Super Bowl MVP that wasn't a quarterback our three favorite Super Bowls, obviously, that we remember. Um, and then we're going to be talking a little bit at the Pro Bowl at the end and then a little MLB. So let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. Super Bowl special. We're going to be covering past Super Bowls, just talking about them, what we remember about them, all that fun stuff. So I'm going to get us started with my favorite Super Bowl MVP. That's not a quarterback, obviously, but this might just be my favorite Super Bowl MVP in general, Malcolm Smith. That's who I have as my number one um, linebacker, obviously, on the Seahawks. Super Bowl 48. His stat line was crazy. And, and that's why I had to pick him. I didn't want to pick any Seahawks games or any Seahawks players, but I had to pick Malcolm Smith. He had a pick six. He recovered a fumble, and he had 10 tackles in one game, in one Super Bowl. That's a crazy stat line. If, if you score a defensive touchdown in the Super Bowl, you already had the greatest game you could possibly have. But he also went off and uh, recovered a fumble, also had 10 tackles. Now, I think this his stats are a little padded just because of how bad of a beatdown it was. but. It's a stat line in the Super Bowl nonetheless. So I'm going to have to give it to him. And there's not really much to say about it. Like, he just had a crazy game. And he wasn't even the best linebacker on that team at the time because obviously there was Bobby. Um, There's a few other names on that on that as well. And Malcolm Smith just really came out and had a day, um, as did everybody on that Seahawks roster that day. So I, I had to go with Malcolm Smith. I had to because he just – he overachieved in that Super Bowl. 
that that was that that was like a great that was a great game. I liked that Super Bowl. And yeah, like, a lot of it was nasty. Like you like can't not like I mean, I think we scored in every phase of the game. We had a special teams touchdown, um, because what's his name? Percy Harvin re- uh returned a punt. We had a defensive tu- we had I think two defensive touchdowns, and then we had a load of offense as well. Like yeah. it was just everything was clicking on all sides. That's one of the best teams of the modern era because because of that defense and then the way that offense played with Marshawn Lynch. Just they were they were crazy and it was a crazy little two year kick for them. They were nasty. Yeah. Um, my first Super Bowl MVP that I have, I have two. Um, is Santonio Holmes Super Bowl forty three, um, for the Steelers wide receiver. He went insane that game. I like yeah, that. Also yeah. correlates with one of the games that I had. That was one of like my favorite Super Bowls. It was like one of like the first few that I like really really remember. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, and I have him as as my second as well, and um, that's also my favorite Super Bowl ever. So I guess we'll. Uh, I mean, I guess we can kind of dig into that. Well, who's your other one? Who's your other one, and then we'll get into the other. In the other one was Von Miller, even though I hated that Super Bowl. He I didn't. I didn't disgusting. like that Super Bowl at all. He did have a he great just, game though. He was just absolutely insane. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna read off the stats from San Antonio Holmes game because he had nine catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. And then Von Miller had six tackles, two and a half sacks, and defended. Yeah, no, that's why I, I was gonna say to do um get through Von Miller first so we can get into this game because the Steelers Cardinals yeah. game, Super Bowl 43. Um I'd say this was probably the first Super Bowl that I, like, was really, really into. And obviously, like, it was 2009, so we were what? We were seven? Yeah, I think we were in, like... So, so it's around it's around that time. And uh, I was a... Obviously, I'm a Seahawks fan, but I love Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald balled out that game, too. He had seven receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns. And obviously, like, you had uh, Kurt Warner and Edgar and James as well on that Cardinals offense. But it, it was kind of Big Ben's day. And, and San Antonio Holmes had that toe-tap catch to end the game, to win it. Like, I, I, that was the main reason why I picked San Antonio Holmes. as He was my number two. Um, just because of not only the stat line that he had, but he pretty much won the game. Yeah, no, like, I'll never forget that play. Like, I literally remember sitting on the couch watching that game and, like, that specific play. Like, I can't, like, like that catch is, like, up there for one of, like, the best catches, like, ever. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And um, not not only did the Steelers, I mean, just all around have a great day, but, um, like, you forget about the names on that defense as well that just, they were so good. Like, they had, um, they had Lawrence Timmons, they had Ike Taylor, they had Troy Palomalu, they, they had so many names on that team. And it was one of those games. It was one of those Super Bowls where the run game just doesn't work. So it forces some points. You know, like, yeah. I don't think either team ran for, like, 70 yards. Like, I think it was all in the air. Kurt Warner threw for 377. Um, Big Ben threw for 256. And the difference was just that toe tap at the end of the game. It was a beautiful – it was maybe, maybe, maybe – the greatest ball ever if you no, think about like actually how he got he got that through four dbs and toe tapped in the back of the end zone it, it was crazy it was 
by far the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like the the greatest end of a game that I've ever seen. The way the way that you can end a game like, off of a San Antonio Holmes toe tap, and he's the king of toe taps, obviously. But just just to do it at the biggest stage makes it even better. You can't like write up a Super Bowl like for you to go any better than like that. And yeah, catching exactly. a game winning pass, toe tap back of the end zone through like four DBs with literally the perfect ball. Like, like yeah, literally for them to win that game, that had to happen, and it like did. That's what made it like ten times better. And and the like, Cardinals that they were gonna do it. The Cardinals that season they went like ten and six or nine and seven or something like that. I don't have their um record up, but I know they weren't even like that amazing. And I I know the Steelers had a great record, but. When when it comes to playoffs and you have Kurt Warner and you have Edgar and James, you have Larry Fitzgerald, and, and you forget, like, they have Anquan Bolden as well. When Anquan Bolden's your wide receiver, too, in the middle of his prime, it's got to be a good sign that you have a good team. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, and they had Daryl Dockett. Like, they had pieces on defense, too. Both teams were just stacked. And it was, like, they, they had a bunch of names that, like, kids that were born in the late 90s and early 2000s, like, these are the names that you remember, like Antron Roll, like all of these names are, are just like, names I, that like, like we grew up watching. Like San Antonio Holmes was by far one of like the coolest players I think I've grown up like watching. Yeah. San Antonio like, Holmes was awesome. Yeah, no, I like and like Heinz Ward was on that team too. He was sick. Yep. Like they that, had Heinz that Ward, Steelers they team had was, um that Heath Steelers Miller team was cool at tight end. Yes. That Steelers team was cool. Like I'm not yeah, like no. a Steelers person at all. Like, I don't like like the Steelers, but like they were cool. Yeah, no, I I'm a I'm a fan of that Steelers team. I was a fan of that Cardinals team as well. But overall, that that game was just awesome, and, and especially it being a three point or a four point game to end it the way that it ended. Everything that went into that game was like that's what like a Super Bowl should be. It should be like you come down, it's the two best teams, and it's a close one, and the play ends or the game ends and everybody's in shock. Like that's what the Super Bowl is supposed yeah. to be. And, and it doesn't happen every time. There's a lot of blowouts. There's a lot of boring games um, that happen. But like, that was like, that was my number one Super Bowl that I've ever watched. Like, like game wise, like a fan of the game wise. Cause obviously I've seen the yes. Seahawks win. You've seen the Patriots win multiple times. There's been a bunch of great Patriots games as well. But I think overall, just as a viewer of football, that was born in 2002. Like, this is my favorite game that I remember. And I was very yeah, young no. for it, but I still remember a lot of it. Yeah, no, like, that, I have to agree. Like, just, like, like not including the Super Bowls that I've watched that my team has played in. Like, yeah. just straight up one of the best Super Bowls, like, if not games. It was it was awesome. And, and then um, the, the cover of Madden the next year was um, Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, which was sick. I was also going to say, like, a lot of the Super Bowls now, I feel like, end earlier than we, like, than they, like, should just because of, like, mistakes. Exactly. I mean, like, we watch the Super Bowl, it's, like, halfway through the third or, like, early fourth, and then, like, the team down makes a big mistake, causes the other team to score, and then it's, like, all right, this game's over. over. Yeah, like, you're you're watching meaningless, meaningless football until, like, they celebrate. Exactly. Like, we saw that last year with Tampa and Kansas City. And then we saw it the year before with Kansas City and San Fran. Like, it, yeah. like I don't know if it's the Kansas City like thing, but the chance. games are just – the games are, like, decided by yeah, before like the, the, first the fourth half, starts. Yeah, like, first half, it's close. 
and then yeah. like third the third quarter like, has been always one play yeah where it completely changes the spectrum of the game and it's just like all right well that's it right no i agree and, and that's why there's been a there's a couple of games i have on the list that are kind of like this and then there's a game on this list that i have um just strictly based off of the things that happened in it like not even the yeah. score of it just that but um will we can get to your number two my number two um saints colts that's my uh, number side kick game that's my number three um that by far had to be one of the most electric super bowls i've ever watched literally just because like saints are down halftime they yep. go for the onside kick but like keep in mind like everyone's just like like i don't know who was doing the halftime performance that year but like it was actually i think it was decent so like everyone was like genuinely it wasn't it wasn't beyonce it i don't it might have been i forget who it was it was super bowl 44 oh no it wasn't beyonce it wasn't beyonce there's no way it was beyonce i was thinking of um Roman numerals, like I don't a know, different one. It, yeah, Super Bowl forty four. Yeah, the Who. Okay, yeah, never mind. The, the halftime show was like all right, but like, it, <laughs> like, but, but like, we come off the halftime show and you're just like chilling, you know, everyone's just like getting ready for the second half, and then boom, on site. It felt oh, like everything track. happened so quickly. Yes, like everything That's... was just rushed, and then it happened. They get the ball, and then we're like, holy crap, we have a game. That's um, one of the reasons why I chose this game to be on my list. Um, another reason why I chose was strictly just based off of the things that New Orleans had to do to get there. Um, you know, the the pump block, all of that mm-hmm. throughout that playoff run. And especially um, being after Katrina, like it was, it was like the perfect story. Yeah, and no. I feel like I feel like the, the Super Bowls that are in Miami are just like those games. Like everything comes down to Miami. <laughs> yeah, no, like they're just iconic games, mm-hmm. and like even, even like let alone the like just what happened in that game, what it meant to the Saints too, obviously after Katrina, but two that like Drew Brees led them to their first ever Super Bowl, and they came back and won. Like I thought yeah. that was like the coolest thing because like, like that was the first time I've ever seen like that. Yeah, and I want to say this was yeah no this was definitely the team with um. Reggie Bush when he was on when he was not like that great but it was like Marquise Colston who like led that yep. offense somehow and yes. I think they I think they might have had Jeremy Shockey ter- towards the they end did. of his career <laughs> and, and, like they had they had some weird names on that team that just like pieced together and, and that defense was awesome and, and the way that they scored 31 points on on Peyton Manning and the Colts. It was just, it was a great win. It's not like, it's not like it was a great game. It's not like it came down to the wire. It was just a great win for the saints. And it it wasn't a bad game at all. Cause there was scoring. There were moments where the Colts were kind of in it. It was a team that's 13 and three against a team that's 14 and two. And it's Peyton Manning and it's Drew Brees. Like those, that's, those are the games that you want to like watch. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just exciting. Yeah. So for my number two, I have Super Bowl 47, which was the um, Baltimore Ravens against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Yeah, the reason I have that one, not only for the power outage um, that happened like early in the third quarter, but there was just so much that went in 
went on in that game. Like it was Ray Lewis's and Ed Reed's like kind of farewell. It was, I mean, a load of stuff and Colin Kaepernick, all of that. Like it was literally every single, there was so many storylines. Yeah. Harbaugh versus Harbaugh. It was Frank Gore in his prime against Ray Rice. Like those are two like great running backs in their prime. Um, Anquan Bolden towards the end of his career, but still in his prime, balled out. And then Michael was on that team, right? On no, I could be wrong. Steve Smith might have been there later. No, I don't think so. But Randy Moss was on the 49ers at on that team, but I don't think it was. Was it Steve Smith? There's someone else on that team besides Aquan Bolden. Oh, on the Ravens, yeah. Are you talking about Jacoby Jones? No, yes, for, yes. For some reason, I don't know if you like Jacoby Jones as much as I did, but I, I love Jacoby Jones. And uh, they also had Dennis Pitta, who was a great tight end. Yes, but he was nasty. this game was nuts. Colin Kaepernick threw for 302 yards. I don't know if you guys know, they were down at half by, like, a lot. There was, like, seemingly, like, no chance they were going to come back. And then Colin Kaepernick went off actually just went off in the second half he threw for 302 yards in the game as i said had a pick had a touchdown he also ran for 62 yards ran in a touchdown that era of colin kaepernick when he was at his peak and they were running like kind of they weren't really running an rpo style offense but they they'd um throw in some zones and some read options in there and it would it would be nuts. Like Colin Kaepernick ran a college styled offense and those don't mm-hmm. usually work in the NFL. And it just did like, it worked so well. Cause the 49ers forever, it doesn't even matter who their coach is. Their run game is always going to be awesome. Yeah. Like no matter so, what, it's so how it is. This game, this game was one of my favorites by far. Just, just the things that happened in this game. And then like, it was such a weird break when, when, um, when the power went out and everybody was like, what is happening? Cause, cause who would have thought in Mercedes Benz stadium? Yeah. Who would have thought that um, <laughs> it, it was going to go out and the Ravens were up big. And a lot of people say, said it gave um, the 49ers a chance. I might have to agree with that. Cause like they were down big going in a half. They were down 21 to six going in a half. They only lost the game by three points. Yeah, no, that definitely changed. I mean, they had more time to, like, figure things out. And obviously, like, the Ravens being up, like, you don't want a big break. Like, that, like, yeah. halftime is, like, the biggest enemy to anyone that's up in the Super Bowl. That's up, exactly. Like, like you would actually almost rather be close going into halftime and then just being like, all right, both teams, it's like a fresh start almost. But then, like, the team that's down is, like, they're prepping. Like, mm-hmm. the team that's up is, like, they're trying to, like, figure out what the hell they're going to come out with because it's going to be different. And um, the the when you asked what the halftime show was, and I said it was Beyonce, it was actually literally just because I was thinking of Forty Seven because I was looking at it on my list, yeah. and that was Beyonce, and she like teamed up um with Destiny's Child again, and I think there was a couple other people, yes. but obviously you're gonna remember Beyonce. Um, yeah, so, that was so like that was a great Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, that was a great halftime show. And then you come back, and then the power went out, <laughs> and then yeah, and then, and then like, the right, 49ers just come back. Like it, it was, was like a, a, I just remember like that, like because we had school the next day, I believe, and like just like I like watched the whole game. Yeah. We were up, like like usually it's late anyways, and then obviously like 
when your team wins, it's more late, but like that was just late in general. And then like, yeah. Cause, cause the whole power outage, it took like 30, 40 minutes to come back. Yeah. Like, it's not like it came back right away and all the lights had to like, it was back when it wasn't like led lights. So like the lights took like 15 minutes to actually like be at full on. So like it took yeah, it a long like, time like to get dim. back into the game. I like remember yeah. like the first set of lights turned off and it got really dark, but it like wasn't yes. pitch black. Then they were like the middle of the play. Everything went pitch black. Yes. And then like no one knew where anyone was. It was crazy. Every like there was a lot of things that went on in that game that were just crazy. I think um at one point. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Colin Kaepernick no it wasn't Colin Kaepernick it was Frank Gore his touchdown his touchdown was awesome because it just showed how like dominant of a running back he is and like how hard he'll hit and how hard that offensive lineman will hit as well like it was a it was a great game and it was Patrick Willis in his prime too who who was such an underrated player and the 49ers just couldn't get it done because the the team that they played against was just insane on defense. Like their defense mm-hmm. was different. Every single player on that defense was crazy. Yeah, no, it was like, but honestly, the both teams like this is like one of the rare situations where like both teams, offense and defense, were both just nasty. Were, were just nasty, and yeah, it like, showed in the score, thirty-four to thirty-one. Like because you're gonna put up points, but when you're going up against, it was like the first, first. Offense, second defense in the league against the second offense and first defense in the league. I think it was that year. Like that was yeah. crazy. And and um, Colin Kaepernick didn't play this whole season. He was behind the bench, and then Alex Smith got hurt, and then Colin Kaepernick just took over, went through the playoffs, and then somehow they just ended up there. And it was like they deserved to be there. I mean, they went eleven four and one, and they deserved to be here, but no Alex Smith, how are they going to do? And Colin Kaepernick went out, and if they won this game, Colin Kaepernick's the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, 100%. Because you could you could honestly say, I mean, Joe Flacco won Super Bowl MVP this year. He had 287 yards, three touchdowns, um, throwing 23 or 22 for 33, right? So mm-hmm. remember that, Will? Because Colin Kaepernick went 16 for 28. He had 302 yards, so more, more throwing yards. But he yeah. had a touchdown, a pick. He also ran for 62 yards. Like, those are similar stat lines, even though yeah. um, Colin Kaepernick ran that. in that touchdown as well. The pick kind of dings him off a little bit, but the rushing yards add – he had way more yards than Flacco did altogether. Yeah. So, like, the it was just two quarterbacks absolutely going at it, and everybody yeah. loves a quarterback duel. So, that's why that game had to be up there. Like, that game was just awesome. That game was awesome. 
and everybody remembers the power going out and nobody i feel like a lot of people talk about it like yeah it was a close game but like it really wasn't until the end which is like the perfect time for it to be a close game yes so then no that that game was just awesome you said you had that on your list i did have that one on my list yeah, that's one that you got. So so far, both both of our games are on each other's list. Yes, um, good. I have backups. The next one that I have, um, oh. honestly, my last one. I had one on my list, but I, I took it off. I honestly, yeah. this one kind of overrides that one. Uh, Super Bowl Fifty One. Pat's Falcons. Thirty. That's Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's got to be on the list. Yeah, like like that. Like we talked about, I think the last episode too, when for Tom Brady's retirement. Yeah. And, um, like, you just can't not, like, that game, like, even if you were just a fan of the game, obviously you probably didn't like seeing the Pats win or, like, yeah. come back. But just in terms of, like, the game itself, like, like no one will ever see that again. The beginning of that game, I actually, I fell asleep literally in the second quarter of that game. And I woke up in, the, it was, like, the end of the third. And it, like, was starting to get, like, kind of, close like like they were just putting they put together a few drives back to back and it was like I don't know if they'll stop like putting these drives together and I don't know if they'll stop getting the ball back and and then they just did it and I loved this Patriots team because James White LeGarrette Blunt and um I think it was Deion Lewis right Mm -hmm. I loved that three-headed uh running back attack. Like I, I loved all three of those running backs. I loved LeGarrette Blunt. He was so like he's so cool. Yes. He's just like he's just nasty. He's just like head down, run forward, like nothing crazy. But like he also has speed. Like he just he's like everything. And and I think I think Tom Brady won the Super Bowl MVP this year. Was it was it Brady or was it no yeah, it was Brady. It was Edelman Brady. won against yeah. the Rams. That's what it was. And yeah, no, I mean Tom had 466 yards in the air. That's insane. Um, he also yeah. ran for 15 yards, which is you could actually argue that that 15 yard run counts for like 350 of Tom Brady's rushing yard or r- r- throwing yards. Because like yeah, he can't like run, that play, he can't run. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then, but yeah, no, that was a that was just uh, everything about that game was absolutely wild, and it's like. Like, you could make the same case that, like, we've never seen a team, like, crumble like that. But, like, the Pats crumbled to start the game. Yes. But it's like they didn't even get started. Like, imagine if, like, they were just matching the whole time. Like, there was just no defense. Like, that's, (laughs) like, what it could have been. Yeah, and they had both teams. It's not like both teams had bad defenses. Like, both of them actually had solid defenses. I would say the the Pats' D was better than the – and then the yeah, Falcons the, be on paper. It, it was um, what's it called? The Falcons offense was ranked number one in the league, and the Pats defense was ranked number one in the league that yes. year. And like that was like the big like storyline for the game. They were like, this should be like the best yeah. game. That now, see. Tom Brady won MVP. I think it was well deserved. I think if he didn't get it, I think it should have been James White. Yes, because he had twenty nine yards on the I ground. I think he actually got the the truck. The truck, yeah, no, Tom Brady didn't want it. No. Um, he had 29 yards on the ground. He had two touchdowns. And then in the air, he had 14 receptions. As a running back in the Super Bowl, he had 14 receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. So that's one more touchdown added to the two he had on the ground. Three touchdowns. He had 139 all-purpose yards. 14 catches off 16 targets. That's 
amazing. And that's an amazing stat line for a wide receiver, let alone a running back. He led crazy. The next closest um, in receptions was Edelman for the whole game, both sides. Edelman had five. He had nine less receptions than James White. Jeez. Yeah, no, that was a crazy game. Yeah, no, it was a great game and ending it off in overtime with that um with that toss to the right and trying to get in there and sneaking in there was just like a storybook ending like it was perfect it was, it was Edelman's a catch comeback. at the 50 Edelman's catch that shouldn't have happened but somehow it no. did somehow um, okay. yeah I don't know how that happened there was just so many big moments of that game and that's what happens with a big comeback like that like there's just so many moments that you you can remember from this especially being yeah. so recent this is this is one of that this is easily one of the all-time classics. Yeah. Just the way that it, the way that it went down. Like how how do you come back from 28 to 3 like that? It, especially in a Super Bowl. You don't. Like the comeback really didn't brew until like the end of the third. So like realistically, yeah. they had like no like I it, like they had to do like it's so there's like no words. It's like crazy cuz like they literally had no time to do what they did, but literally they just played defense. And like Matt Ryan won the MVP that year. Like you're playing against the MVP. Yeah, exactly. And they were down, they were down um 28 to nine going into the fourth quarter. So you're right. Like all they did was I think they kicked two more field goals and they hadn't even yeah. scored a touchdown going into the fourth quarter. They put up 19 in the fourth quarter alone. And um hold the Falcons to zero they go into overtime they get the ball and they end it like it was as simple as that it was one of those games that like right when right when they got the ball in overtime like you knew it was over there was no yeah momentum was so there and like 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 I remember when they got the ball like I was hyped but I was like this could easily go south just because like the comeback whole situation like how Mm -hmm. much longer can you just like not mess up and how like it, you're right like how do you go from you kick a field goal to it was pretty much at the start of the start of the fourth quarter you kick a field goal it's 28 to 12 and you're like okay here we go we have like nine minutes left to get the ball twice and score 16 points and yeah like, it's you, not like a how, realistic outlook it, yeah Danny Amendola caught a touchdown I think and then James White ran it in for the two-point conversion yep so you're like okay we just need eight more right but how it's so difficult to get two straight two point conversions and they scored that with six minutes left in the game. You have six minutes to get the ball back, score a touchdown and score a two point conversion. You literally have six minutes left. You're only going to have one drive left. Everything has to go perfect. And it did. Yeah. Like there's no really, like you don't like look at that situation and be like, all right, guys, like, I mean, obviously there's clips of him literally saying we got this, like we're going to win yeah. the game, but like, you don't like sit there like at home, like, okay, yeah, this is realistic. Like you like, you could do that in Madden. Yeah. But like real life, like you don't think like anything like that's possible. Like it's crazy. Cause like, if you look at like, we love to talk about the, the win probability that ESPN has um, with nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. The Falcons had a 99.6% chance to win that game, is what it said, with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Jeez. And then, like, it's at 98, 97, 96, 89, um, when Steven Guskowski kicks the field goal. Um, And then it goes from 92, and then two minutes later, it's at 75. 
And then just a couple minutes later, it's at 61% in the Patriots' favor. And everybody's like, what is happening? There's 57 seconds left, and they just tied up the game. And then out of nowhere, the Patriots just get the ball in, the, in OT, and they win it. Yeah, wild. Absolutely wild. Like, that game, that game was awesome. And I think the best – the thing I like about what we're doing right now, Wills, like, obviously we've had this podcast for over a year. We've never really talked about these games like this. Like, we've never talked about the Pats – we, we talk about the games all the time, right, like as friends, but we don't go into yeah. depth and actually look about look at, like, like what, what the these game games was. were and, like, what actually happened in these games because we watch them, obviously, and we remember yeah. the moments from them. But, like, I honestly – I remember James White bugging. I didn't know he put up 140 yards. I didn't know that he had nine more receptions than anybody else Um in the whole game like I didn't know the type yeah. of stats that he put up in that game I know Tom Brady bugged I know Edelman had that catch I know I remember Danny Amendola's two-point conversion to tie the game but like I, I honestly the only thing I remember that night from James White was running it in to end the game which is obviously the most important play that he probably has ever had in his life but like he just bugged out that whole game yeah, it, it, it was just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, you'll never see it again. Like, if you didn't watch it, like, you could obviously watch it again, but be, like, yeah. now that you know what happens, like, it's not that, like, exciting. Exactly. There, you, you're not going to get the same feelings. Like, that, like, yeah, no, like, that feeling, like, I'll, it, it's just, like, you can't not, I can't not have it on my list, one, because it's a Patriots win in the Super Bowl, but two, like, the whole, like, I really remember at halftime, I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this right now. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, horrible i'm like i was like i wish we just didn't make like make the super bowl like i was like this is like embarrassing and then like literally with no time left they just yeah it was it was it was crazy the that might be that might be the best super bowl that we've ever watched yeah i I think it might be because i mean i don't want to put any pats games on here because i knew you'd take care of them um but if if I was gonna put a Pats game on the list, that would be it, and that would probably be at number one. Hundred percent. All right. So my um my last game, I don't have much to say about this game, but there's just a few key moments of this game that I, I wanted to bring up. Um, this was number five on my list, even though we're only doing top three just because of the backups, obviously. Um, I have <laughs> a weird Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl between the Colts and the Bears, where the where the Colts won. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to obviously first thought that comes to mind, Devin has to returning a kick, the opening kick, which is insane. Um, I think he only returned one kick that game and, and there was a lot of kick returns in that game, but they only let Devin Hester take like the first one. And then, I mean, the Colts didn't really punt a lot either. And Adam Benatari had a great game as well, but Mm -hmm. the the reason why I liked this game so much is because it was Peyton Manning against Rex Grossman. Yeah. And Rex, Gross- Rex Grossman didn't do terrible, but, like, he got carried, first off. He got carried by Thomas Jones, who had over 100 yards. And they really couldn't get anything going. But Peyton Manning just had a day. Like, he had an absolute day. Not yeah. Tom Brady, 466 yards number. But, like, he, he kind of did whatever he wanted in that game. And I felt like he stopped early in that game. Like, he didn't really do anything. He didn't really put up the stats that he could have just because by the time they knew they were going to win, like they started running the ball and they ran for almost 200 yards that day. They threw for almost 250 that day. And that defense was awesome from the, from the Colts, that old 
Colts defense that just stopped the run. Like it was nobody's business. And um, this was like Peyton moments, like cementing himself with, with Dallas Clark and Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne and uh, Marvin Harrison. I just love like looking at the names of this team. That's why I had to throw this one in here. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, Dallas Clark, um, they had Reggie Wayne, obviously they have jo- Joseph Aday, who was a great running back, a great receiving back. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they had um, Antoine Bethea, who was like, yeah. once again, one of those names that I said earlier that like kids around our age, like remember his name. He wasn't, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's one of those guys that just like everybody knows who he was. He was such a good player. He yeah, was, like, he, he was, was a baller. Yeah, he, he was, was awesome. And I was going to say, like, oddly enough, like, I was – look, I looked at this game and, like, I was I had the whole list. I was, like, I put, like, from 2000 to current now just because, like, those yeah. are the only ones that, like, I would have had any recollection of any of the games. Yeah. Um. This – like, I was going to text you and be, like, should we do, like, like forgettable, like, Super Bowls that we forget about? Like, this is easily one of the Super this, Bowls yeah. that everyone forgets about. Which is, like, oh, yeah, per, like, um, like, you remember the kick return. Yeah, and then that's like it. Like I know exactly. Peyton, like both of the teams were like good. Like obviously, All, like, like there was like there was like real stars in that game, and like everyone knows who they were. It's just like when you like look back, you just think like, of Devin Hester. Yeah, you just think of Devin Hester, and then you're just like, wait, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl, and then you're just like, wait, what? And then it's like a weird, like when I like obviously like that's like a little while. I like that's a while ago. Like so, I don't really necessarily remember all of that like yeah. watching it wise but like when i think like oh pain manning won a super bowl like i don't even like i don't like i like the first one i think is when he lost against the saints yep that's yeah. like the first one i think of and then i'm like okay he won one with the broncos and then i was like that's it and then I, there's like, this i totally one. forget about that one as a whole and, and that's why i mentioned it another reason i mentioned it was although the bears lost this was one of my favorite defenses. Like, not only, like, I'm not going to say my favorite Bears defense because, obviously, I'm not a Bears fan. This is one of my favorite defenses I've ever watched. Like, Lance Briggs, they had Peanut Tillman, and they had Chris Harris oh, at corners. Like, so two, cool. two lockdown corners. They had Brian Erlacher manning the defense. Like, they had so many names. Like, I, I mean, I obviously, I keep bringing up names. I just like to look at names. I like to remember the the players they had. And they have Robbie. They had Robbie Gould, who's now on the 49ers. Um, like for, for people that talk about their favorite Super Bowls of all time, you have to actually really look into it, look, look into like the, the names of, of the defensive starters or the offensive starters. And you'll see some names that it's like, wow, like I totally forgot about these people. Like I, I always forget about Chris Harris, not Chris Harris Jr., but Chris Harris. Um, I always forget about, about Lance Briggs. I, I, I kind of, Lance Briggs all I'm the a time. big, and like, I, I remember him when I was like a kid, like, like. Anytime I like watched football yes. and they were like, oh, Lance Briggs. And I'm like, oh my God. He was so good. He was, he was so, so good. good. And, and then like Rex Grossman was just one of those guys that he was like, I compare Rex Grossman to like, obviously like a glorified version of Kirk Cousins. I was like, literally <laughs> about to say the same exact thing. I was yeah, like, like, I, like, he's like, good, bro. Like, that's like, like if the Vikings cares. made the Super Bowl with exactly. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like it's like he's team. he's very good, but nobody cares. Like Rex Grossman wasn't like the headline of anything, so I had to like throw that. Solid in. quarterback. It's just like no, he was a good quarterback. Yeah, I just uh, there's nothing like he wasn't like special. Like he didn't have like yeah the Peyton Manning sense or or the Tom Brady patience. Like he didn't have anything. 
he was just – it was like kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo bringing the 49ers to the Super Bowl because that defense was just so good. Yeah, like everything else is good, and he was just like – like he was in just a situation yeah. where like he's not going to lose your game, but he's also not going to be the guy that's going to like lift yeah. the whole team, put it on their back, and win the game. Yeah, and I mean since I just mentioned Jimmy G, I, want, I wanted to actually bring that up because – um. I mean, that's all I had to cover for our Super Bowl, so we might as well move on. And um, Jimmy G, bro. Jimmy G. So, first off, he's he's most likely not going to be the quarterback of the 49ers. I've seen different places that he could go, one being Tampa. I've seen Green Bay. I've seen, I've seen a couple other names like Carolina, stuff like that. Um, but everybody's saying Jimmy Grappolo is a winning quarterback, which is right. I mean, I think he's like 31-14, 31-15. Yeah. Something like that as a starter. Yes. But if you actually look into his stats, I love Jimmy G. He's not that good of a quarterback. He's not a 31 and 15 quarterback, but the defenses, defenses and the offensive um skill positions he's played with are 31 and 15 type players. You know, like Jimmy Grappolo yeah. is a start, he's a starting quarterback in this league, but he's not he's not a pro bowler. And and he's he's kind of what I compare to Kirk Cousins as well. I think he's a little bit worse than Kirk. So like I, I wanted I wanted to bring that up because there's been a lot of talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. I wanted to know what you think about him, especially as a Patriots fan. But I think like if we're gonna compare to him to someone, I think he's worse than Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a better, he's a more calm, like just overall, I think he's a better quarterback. I think he can win you more games if you have it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like I said, like before, where I think that he's a quarterback that won't win you game, but he also like necessarily won't lose your game. Won't lose. Like, don't game. get me exactly. wrong. Like he'll do something that could possibly lose the game. I'm not ruling it out in all situations. Like yeah. you look back at the Rams game, they were down. He's like running around. He like does that stupid ass throw. Yeah, 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 interception. yeah, yeah. Like yes, that was dumb. He shouldn't have done that. But like you, you kind of have to forgive him. There, there's nothing else that he can do. And, and he showed, he showed, he showed like signs as a youth, especially when he played for the Pats, right? And yes. Tom Brady had that, um, Tom Brady had that little um, four game suspension. And I think mm-hmm. he, Jimmy G went what? He went two and oh, and then um, two and two, I think. Or no, I think he went two and one, and then Jacoby Brissett went one and oh. Yes, I remember they put, they brought Jacoby Brissett in for a game, and he like, won. yeah, he was like, oh my god. And in those in, <laughs> in those signs, we saw that he couldn't lose a game for you, he couldn't win a game for you, so we were like, okay, like he's a perfect po- packet, perfect pocket passer, right? Like he's not going to lose yeah. you a game; he's just going to stay patient, and and he can develop winning traits, right? And that's what that's why everybody thought that because that's exactly what Tom Brady did. He just came in yeah. here, he stays in the pocket, he stays calm, he makes the right decision every time. 
but Tom Brady can go out and he'll make a winning play literally whenever he wants to. So I get why Jimmy G had the hype because he did the same thing, except the same thing, except for the, the winning caliber. Part. He doesn't have that yeah. sense where he's like, all right, like if you like, he has the capability to obviously like, like Tom Brady will be behind the center and he'll literally develop a whole new play in his head right from what he sees yeah. in the defense, like right from where he is. Like Jimmy G won't do that for you, but like he'll definitely put a couple of guys in position that where he's like, okay, I know they'll be open, but like, hopefully this guy's open, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm interested to see like crazy. I'm and interested then, to see when he moves on. Will because first off he was with Bill Belichick, right? And then he was with Kyle Shanahan. And the reason why yeah. I thought about this is because um, you said Jimmy can, um, like put players in the right position, but is it really Jimmy or is it, or is it two of the best coaches that are currently in the league? Like if he goes to Carolina, if he goes to Carolina, well, okay. I like Carolina's coach. Like he's good. He obviously way more defensive minded. So like, you never really know with a team like that. Cause they, he's played on defensive minded teams, but those defensive minded teams also have like the the smartest coaches. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like it's not like they're dumb like they know what they're doing it's just like if i like go back to like when we traded him and i was like i don't know if i like that trade to start off with i was like i don't know if like at that point in time i honestly didn't think tom brady was going to take that long to retire and yeah like like at that point yeah, I was like, yeah. at that point years, everybody was thinking like max. jimmy's gonna and stay i was like, and he's I was like he'll probably leave after this contract and like he'll stay jimmy g will have like four or five years under his belt as the backup and like he'll be all right Obviously, now I'm a little bit more thankful we did that. I think the Pats are in a better situation than they are with Mac Jones than they would be yes. with Jimmy G. Yes. I think anyone who, like, wants Jimmy G back on the Pats is, quite frankly, a little delusional. Yeah, I mean, if like, you think about it's it, just right like, now. He's not going to do – like, he's, like, older now. Like I think like, Jimmy G is better than better than uh, Mac for maybe the next year. Yeah. And then Mac, I think, will progress him. And Mac's also, what, five, six years younger? Like, it just it, like, it doesn't like my make thing, sense. My, my thing with Mac, he doesn't – not that he lacks the confidence. It's just he needs, like, that, like, that extra step to, like, get his swag. That makes sense. But, but those are both those are the steps that he's taking right now. And we it, saw in the Pro exactly. Bowl him goofing around. Like, like a yeah. lot of rookies in that position are just going to go play. Like, they're going to have fun, right? They're but they're not going to – They're not going to do, like, the extra things like Mac's doing. Max like, having fun with it. Like, exactly. I mean, he's great. obviously, like, he was an awful Burrow. gritty. But, like, I mean, Burrow's, a, Burrow's not even in the same conversation. Like, oh, Burrow's... no, I'm saying with his, like, <laughs> with his, like, demeanor and everything like yeah. that. Like, 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 like you want Mac Jones to progress into something like that. Into, like, that kind of demeanor. Obviously, I don't think he'll be, like, that good. But, yeah. like – like he'll be good, but like if he gets that kind of like swag, if he like if he Joe if Burrow he has, and he, he like convinces himself like I am good, you know what I mean? Like he knows he's good, but like if he's like the confidence where he's like, okay, like I'm making this pass, like I'm not worried about this, like kind of yeah. just like I'm yes. like the decision I'm making is correct at all times, and if I make a mistake, that's fine. If he realizes that he can be the person that changes a game, which he which he couldn't, which he can be. At some point mm-hmm. in his career, once he realizes that, that's what you're looking for. It's, it, he exactly. just needs to notice that for himself. And exactly. That takes like a lot of work in the off season, obviously, and it takes a lot of experience in the regular season. And yeah. that's why I'm so happy they let Mac Jones take take reins right off the rip. Because I don't know if you remember this, Will, but what six months ago we were talking about 
who's going to be the starting quarterback of the Patriots? Is it going to be Cam Newton or is it going to be Mac Jones? And, and I don't know if you remember this. I was 100% on the Mac Jones. Like, let's start Mac Jones. And obviously, I mean, I'm wearing my I Seahawks. Think I, I think right I was 50-50. Yeah. Don't 100% you, you were You were throw, tell, throwing out the pros and cons of both. I know a lot of people. I know more people that wanted Cam to start for now I, 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 I remember I think if I'm I could be wrong but I remember saying that if you let Cam start the first four games yeah something Cam, like that like there nothing hurts the first four games like worst case scenario, you yeah. start off 0-4 and, and then you make a run or you start off 2-2 two and 1-3 two, and three, you know what I mean there's not a whole like four games doesn't define a season that early on like you mm-hmm. can like, right. like obviously and I was like okay he does bad the first game second game you let him see what he does if he does bad halftime, you yank him. Mac Jones yeah. is in. This is what we're doing. Like play around with how he does. Obviously, don't let someone out there start for four games and like absolutely just right play horrible. But like and, adapt and to the situation. That's like what my outlook was because I was dude, like, you, that situation, that situation, the Cam versus Mac situation, gave us some of literally the worst football takes I've ever heard in my life. I, I oh, heard yeah. someone uh, I heard like... someone from CBS Sports <laughs> say just rotate them every game until like week six so they each get three. Like you are you they get paid to to say that. You don't rotate a quarterback. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, you know, like 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 we all saw the Bears do it and we saw how well that worked. Like they, Oh, that they was the dumbest thing ever. That was actually yeah, it, was so, it was so stupid. You're you're wasting especially a team. So obviously the past we knew we knew were good. Mac Jones is a first round quarterback, so so it's a little it's a little better than um a lot of those different situations where it's like this kid might actually have something like a third round, fourth round pick, right? And yeah. um they, they don't give him the chance because of that. But I think the fact that Mac was a first round pick gave him a little bit more of an opportunity to to because he already has the hype around his name being, I mean, the 15th pick in the draft. So like they're like, okay, this kid actually we already know he has something. He's won a national championship. We don't know how good he's going to be in the pros, but Bill took a chance as he does. His chances usually work out. And, and I would say they 100% did making the playoffs this year. I do you know what year will, I don't know what you were thinking. I didn't think that the Patriots were going to make the playoffs about halfway through the year. I was like, are the Patriots going to win the Super Bowl? And that that's because Mac Jones was their quarterback. So well, I think what I said, I remember I talked to like a lot of people I knew and they were like, they were like naming games where we were like, oh yeah, they're going to, they're going to get shit on. Like yeah. everyone there, they were talking about like games where like, I was like, you're telling me they're going to lose to these teams. Like, I was like, you're kidding me. I was like, yeah. I was like, if they start the right players, the people we have, the defense we have, like they're going to need that much like reliability here. Right. Unless they're getting blown out. There's no, like, on, like there's a few games on that list. I remember looking, I was like the bucks, that's a loss. I think, I forget who else, like, guaranteed losses. Like, yeah, I accounted for those. Right. But, like, the easy division games that we had, I was like, they'll probably spit, split the Bills. I was like, yeah. they'll definitely split the Dolphins. They'll sweep the Jets. And, like, it just, like, those small like those small games, I was like, they're going to win enough games to make the playoffs. But I was like, it could go either way. I don't think I said they're definitely going to make the playoffs, and I was, like, yeah. sold on it. But I was like, they're not going to have an awful season. I knew Yeah, that. and I, I don't think there was many people that thought they were that, – that were – a hundred percent that they were going to make the playoffs. I don't think there was many people that thought that, especially with a rookie quarterback, but you have to think about how big it is for Mac Jones to play 18 games, all 18 games, play every single rep of 18 games in his first season. And Mac Jones, who I think Mac, who is it? Is it Mac or is it Burrow? That that's kind of already like aged, like not aged, but like 
is older than like Lamar Jackson, which is like what everybody loves to bring up. But Mac Jones, most quarterbacks, they stay three or four years. I want to say Mac stayed all four, right? And then, yeah, Mac Jones, 23 years old, which is awesome. That's young in football yeah. years. But you have to think about, like, Lamar Jackson, who came out at, like, 21, and same with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so, like, you're missing a couple of years of him in your offense, or, like, a, we'll say one year. You're missing one year in the offense. There's a lot of those rookie quarterbacks who, in the first year of that offense, don't even see the field. And there's a lot of first-round picks um, it, that get to be in somebody's offense, and they're not getting the amount of reps that Mac Jones is getting. And, and I think Trey Lance, I think Fields are the two perfect examples because that's the situation they're in. They're in the same draft as well. And Mac Jones was given the opportunity to play literally every game, all 18 yeah, games that they awesome. played because the 17 and then the one in the in the um, wild card. And a lot of people take that for granted. That's your rookie quarterback and he just played more games than a regular season has. That's yeah, a lot of experience awesome. for your first year. If you make the Super Bowl, or not the Super Bowl, if you make the playoffs in the, in the first year, win or lose, first round, that is a success because now you already know, you already have a taste of the playoffs. You're a rookie. Well, you have that too. 10, and 15 only, more years. And not, not only that, you make the first round, let's say you lose, that's like minimum what you should be expecting every single Cause, year. Cause you until, already, until you yeah. get to like that AFC championship game, then you're like, okay, like second, third round, maybe even a Super Bowl that next year is like, well, like obviously after losing an AFC championship game next year, you're like we got to be in the Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl. Like, it's a Super Bowl kind of thing. But like, even if you get to the second round, maybe even losing the championship game, like after like a rough second round game, you're like, okay. AFC championship. Is like, I know what I want. That That's exactly what I'm exactly. saying. Like Mac Jones got a taste of the first round and, and going into um, Buffalo, no that first round game, game no easy. that, that for that first round game against the divisional opponent with Buffalo, the way that their fans shake that stadium. I mean, Josh Allen, all the names on that team, I don't have to list them. That game is more than just a first, first round wild card game. That is a bigger game than, most of the games that took place that weekend it's the bills yeah. versus the the versus the patriots there's a lot of things that are going into that game there's a lot of blood on that field like that is a big game for mac and obviously it wasn't the greatest game for him but he got a taste of it and now he knows what he needs to do They're like he's he's young obviously you're gonna see that from a young quarterback you're gonna see some mistakes and that's what happened yeah and, no, and he I mean, knows what like, he needs to do now like, yeah, from a fan's perspective, it was kind of upsetting watching that game. But, like, yeah. to be honest, I, like, wasn't expecting, like, much. Yeah, like, right. I was just, like, they win. Great. They win. I mean, yeah, I didn't think they were going to win. I was, like, there's a chance that they split during the season. Like, they did beat them in Buffalo. Like, that's like, right. that happened. So, like, why can't they come out with the same game plan again? Obviously, Bills had, like, two perfect games back-to-back, and they managed to lose to the Chiefs with 13 seconds left to go. Like, that's just one. I mean, um, they they – that Bills game was insane. Losing in overtime, it was like you can be as mad as you want about losing in overtime. You can't give up a third, a thirteen second drive for a touchdown to end the game. No, There's thirteen seconds left on the clock. You give up a touchdown and you're mad that you're not getting the ball in overtime. Now, as much as I hate the overtime rules, and I do agree that they should get the ball too, because it's not like they missed any drives either. Like they played almost a perfect game, and so did the yeah. Chiefs. And the Chiefs just got the ball, but. 
You can't give up a touchdown in 13 seconds. No, you can't do that. Like, <laughs> at that point, like, yeah, like, they yeah. deserve to win at that point if they're still trying to do stuff like that with 13 seconds. Like, yes, no, a lot of teams would probably just be like, well, hopefully we get a Hail Mary. Like, that's yeah. like, that'll look like. Yeah, no, but the Chiefs had, Chiefs were like, oh, that's 11 seconds too many. Yeah, which is ridiculous to even think about. And then, it, it, yeah, that game was crazy. Yeah, game Obviously, was crazy. we've covered that, but um, um yeah, one more thing. I was gonna say there was one other thing that that I had. Um, okay. There was a Bleacher Report news like an hour or so ago, maybe maybe an hour and a half, that Kyler Murray unfollowed the Cardinals and removed all the pictures with him as a Cardinal off of his Instagram. And his like profile picture might be the only thing that as him as a Cardinal. If not, it might not actually be him as a Cardinal. You said on IG. Yeah, nothing left. He posted 18 hours ago about the Pro Bowl, and that was it. Nothing else there from the Cardinals. And, like, the fact that he unfollowed them says a little bit more, like, maybe, yeah, like, they call the pictures down and, like, start fresh, like, new season. Like, a lot of players, like, probably think that way. But, like, to unfollow them, I don't know. Like, I, like that's, like, big news. Okay, so. Yeah, no, he has two posts. I'm looking at it right now. He has two posts, one from 2018 when he won the Heisman. Yep. And then um, 21 hours ago, he was at the Pro Bowl. And obviously, like, he's wearing a Cardinals helmet and all that. But he's low-key, mm-hmm. like, not even showing anything about the Cardinals in this in these posts. No, at all. His, oh, yeah, no, not his, at all. The What's it called? The His profile picture, I believe, is him in a Sooner shirt. It's a Sooner. That's a that's an Oklahoma color. That's Oklahoma red. That's not Cardinals red. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. One thing that I wanted to actually say, too, looking through this, because I'm glad you brought this up, he he posted so oh, he posted wait, there's like three pictures of him with Packers with Packers coaches. coaches. Yes, that's what I was that's exactly what I was Oh my say. god. He's with okay, so ready? Let's let's dissect this. He's with CeeDee Lamb in the first pick, Cowboy. Yep. By himself, by himself. Then he's with LaFleur, and then he's by himself, and then he's by himself, and by then himself. he's with the uh, the Packers offensive coordinator. I don't remember what his name is, but he's yep. the Packers OC. And then he's with okay, he's with Chandler Jones and a he's picture. With his teammate, yeah. And then by himself. Okay, so there's more Packers player. There's more Packers personnel in his post than there are Cardinals, even though he is a Cardinal technically at the moment. Yeah, he's not a free agent. He's not a free agent, and like the only other thing that I could like expect is that he got news that he was either being traded or something like that, or like that was the plan. I mean, the fact like you could say sense. it's petty, you could say it's petty or whatever. But the fact that he deleted all his posts and he t- stopped following the Cardinals and, and, and they don't follow off... him. Well, they might not follow him in the first place. It's just a social media account. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, but like it's just like it's just like weird because I know like some teams do follow. But like, he also is there. He also is their star. So so you have a point there. Um, it's just something's not adding up there, and and it may not be a thing with him and the Cardinals. It may just be a thing with him, right? But you yeah. you always have to you always have to think about these things because who who even knows when something like that happens like social media plays such a big um such a big uh it plays such a big role in, in these athletes and in these teams that unfollowing unfollowing their social media is kind of a big deal <laughs> like nowadays yeah no like it's like it and just everything like, added together. The, the first thing that you think is probably like what I think. I was like, he must have gotten notified about something. Oh, yeah, no, he's happened. done. He's gone. He's gone. That's what like, I think. Yeah. 
and there's no way he's like i mean we've seen it before where they're like it's just like oh sorry accident like accident i wonder if there's an agreement like there might be an agreement and it might be aaron Rodgers, and it might be Devontae adams as well yeah like i don't like it's just i don't like even know what to think like i thought that was like probably the biggest piece of news that i've seen Mm -hmm. other than yeah no i agree today with the mlb yeah i agree that yeah, I, I, we can get into that right after. I just have one thing left to say. Yeah. I wanted to – oh, maybe two. The first thing, I, I want to talk about it after the Super Bowl. I want to talk about this Kyler Cardinals business after the Super Bowl. I want to come up with some potential trades because that's a blockbuster trade. And I it think is. it could be a divisional there's, trade. I think it could be a conference there's a trade. Lot, there's a lot of places. Like, we don't have to go into it, but one place where, like, scares, like, me, the Dolphins. Do you think it could be a Dolphins trip? Like, you never know, but, like, I feel like they never not think about, like, that being I'll, – I'll throw, I'll throw out some names. I'll throw out some names that I was thinking of. I was thinking Texans. That's also one, too. I was, I was thinking, obviously, the Packers, mm-hmm. and I was thinking the Broncos. Broncos, yeah, that's a good those one. Were, those, were th- those were the first three teams that I thought of, especially after seeing the post. The Packers was obviously the first thing I thought of. I mean, but, Packers yeah. in general, I think, is a lot of – The, pack, uh, the Packers could be in any QB trade this. name right now, and, yeah. And anything. I just um, can't believe you did that. That's like kind the, of a the, big deal. I think I texted Stav when it happened, and he said the Bucks could be one the of the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be in talks the whole time because they still have that defense for at least one more year. Yeah, so they're looking to get a piece to make it. They need game. something. Kyler could easily go to the Bucks and flourish. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's big news. That's big news. But let's get into um a little MLB talk. We have some big news, Will, if you want to break it mm-hmm. for us. Um. Well, first news, the MLB's still not back, so I'm no. not 100% sure how this even happened. But I guess we move. No, 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 no. If the Woo Sox aren't playing, I'm pissed. It's my favorite triple A team. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. That's actually really important. That's that's important for you. That's actually important for me. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that. That's <laughs> actually very important that, for you. You may not have a job. That, I didn't even think about that. Well, honestly. you are on you're on lockout right now. You're in the you are part of the MLB lockout because <laughs> you work funny. you vend at the been that at a minor league baseball park. <laughs> You're part of this lockout. This is a big deal, Will. You can't. You shouldn't yeah, even so be yeah. talking about this stuff right now. <laughs> like, there's still no agreement. There couldn't be any farther apart as of like two weeks ago. But the MLB was like, "Hey guys, we're gonna stop testing for steroids." What? How they agree? How they agree who to agreed? that? Who agreed? Yeah, who that? did agree to that? <laughs> like, did the MLBPA be like, "I mean, should have put Barry Bonds in"? So here we go. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that like, the MLBPA pulled up and was like, "If we're not going to discuss our contract, because I heard they show up and they don't even discuss the contract." So no, I'm guessing. I'm guessing they'd showed up and they're just starting to like come to terms with other things, other than actually playing. So they're like, "Yeah, let's just not even test for steroids." If they don't, this this season's about to be nuts if it happens. Dude, I was like excited. I was like, I mean, hey, a few nukes. I mean, like in my opinion. Like for the whole steroids thing, like if the dude's gonna hit the ball five hundred feet out of the stadium, you really don't think it was gonna be out to begin with. Like, yeah, come right. on. Like, like there's no way he's adding that much to it. Where like it's just for the show. Like he's gonna he's gonna hit the ball out regardless of how many extra feet he's gonna add. Um, another another thing that I saw with Barry Bonds and I love David Ortiz, but I'm gonna I'm gonna because this was his last um class, and I think David Ortiz should have been a first ballot. But this this is a valid point. 
somebody somebody brought this up. I don't have the exact numbers like they did, but if you take away every single one of Barry Bonds' home runs, he still has a higher on base percentage than David Ortiz. Yeah, if you take away literally every single one of Barry Bonds' home runs, any case that anyone can make that Barry Bonds can be that it should be a Hall of Famer makes sense. It's not like one of those things where like. Oh, take this away from him. I don't know. Like, you can't. Like, you like you just don't. Like, there's no case for him that he shouldn't be in it other than the fact that he used steroids. But, like, I still – it's, like, it's a finesse sport from his exactly. perspective. Like, yeah. like, you can take all the roids you want, but if you can't see the ball on the bat, you're just not going to matter. And like, we've seen sick. so many – Barry Bonds has done so many videos of just him – like hitting hitting a baseball in the weirdest ways. Like there's been smoke pop up between the pitcher and him, and he still finds a way to hit the baseball. Like his timing is the best timing in baseball history. Like he's the greatest hitter of baseball hit history. Yeah, no, like steroids makes it go further, but it can't go further if you don't know how to hit a ball. And he was he was the best he was the best baseball player when it came to hitting the ball. I mean, like, obviously, like, I'm not a huge fan of the whole, like, Astros cheating thing either. But, yeah. like, to be fair, yeah, I know a curveball is coming. I still have to hit it, though. Like, if yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to play, like, devil's advocate here, like, they still have to, like, hit the ball. No, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously, the Astros thing was messed up. But if you put me on the Astros and I'm batting, like, eighth, <laughs> and, and, they, and they're like, all right, Griff. Here comes a change up. I'm be like, and they're and they're like, here comes a change up inside, inside low. I'm like, sick. I'm not hitting that. <laughs> yeah, like, like, great. I get to know exactly. Right, but where that's the ball also is. me. Like, yeah, there's a difference between me and Jose Altuve. Like, they actually know how to hit yeah, a ball. Like, like, <laughs> there's a lot of skill that goes into this. Like, they didn't win. Like, it, it's different if they won every single time they cheated. If that makes sense. Like, they didn't like. If they dominate. went like, on, like they yeah. were great. Like, they, they were, were really, really good. But like, they didn't like go out here and like form like some kind of like crazy like every single year they're winning the World Series because they're cheating. Yeah. Like, yeah. W- like <laughs> they just didn't do that. Like, they lost games. <laughs> it's not yeah, like they exactly. Didn't... Obviously, they lost games that they weren't home, but like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I mean, exactly. if they're cheating, I'd hope they wouldn't lose a home game. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think this Barry Bond stuff, and I'm mad that soon it'll be put to bed. Just the fact that we'll never see his name on a ballot again. I think, though, give it a year or two, and the MLB, the MLB Hall of Fame is going to be so messed up at that point that they're going to put him in. I think there still is time before the ceremony, I believe. Really? I I could be so wrong with that. I, I think like, Barry Bonds, I think Barry Bonds will make history and he's gonna be in, even though he's technically not eligible. Yeah, I think like honestly, now with that rule, I mean, if you have that rule and the people who are voting him in see that, oh, like, especially with that rule. Like you like their whole case is completely diminished. Like there's so many people that like it just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like to begin with, like you still have to be good as a player. Like the like breaking news. I don't know. Breaking news. There's breaking, more news. breaking news. The Saints have informed their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, that they're hiring him as their next head coach. Wow. Also, there is also more head coach news today. Bunch of head that, coach um, news. That Lovey Smith yeah. is now the Texans head coach. Oh, did they hire him? I saw he was the front runner. I think he's expected they're, they're, they're saying he's expected to be hired. That's what they're saying as of three hours ago. I don't know if it's been completed yet. 
but like usually that they, they've been talking about oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're right three hours ago that you got hired like like all day long like and since like yesterday and i have like, a list and a honestly list i don't know how ones. i f- feel about it but like <coughs> you don't like love like uh, i do but like wouldn't you want to like like start like completely fresh yeah, I would. You know what I mean? Like, keep him there. Like, don't get rid of him. But, like, yeah, I don't know, get someone, like, change the scenery from what, what's been going on the past few years. Okay, so I have a, I have a list of um, all the hiring so far. Mm-hmm. The Bears got Matt Eberflus. Not a big fan of that one. Um, the Broncos got Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know how to – I don't even know who that is, to be honest. I don't know how to feel about it. Um, the Giants got Brian Dayball. That's a good signing. The Raiders got Josh McDaniels. I still – I like Josh McDaniels. I still think Rich Pasicchia should have been the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, I agree. They also got the Pats GM too. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, right. the they Vikings take Nikhil Harry instead of DK Metcalf. They won't get like, I don't care. <laughs> like, go right ahead. The Vikings got Kevin O'Connell. I think that was good. I think that's a good switch for them. Um, the Jags got Doug Peterson. I like Doug Peterson. He might win you a Super Bowl. Um, he has before the Dolphins got Mike McDaniel, like Mike McDaniel. I I don't think a, a Dolphins hire will ever be good again. I think they gave up on. Um, I no, I I don't like that situation. Um, no. The Texans got Lovey Smith, and the Saints got Dennis Allen. Obviously, who I just brought up. Yeah, shout um, out to you know I I I, I bash Schefter a lot, but he got this tweet out before I even got the ESPN notification. <laughs> uh, honestly, like like an updated list on of every single hire. Oh, he's, he's been, been on a roll. I I before before I've been sleeping on I've been sleeping on Schefter for a long time he's because he does take a lot of he does take a lot of um information that gets leaked. He takes it from other ESPN beat reporters. So like that's why I don't like him. He's just stealing everybody else's news. But he has been on. He has not missed. Also, he does tag them though. Like to give him some credit, he's not leaving them completely under the dust. So like he's doing their justice, but like still, you know, it's a little. And, and, well, the, the 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 big thing I don't like about it is when he tags them. Like that's one thing. Okay, you got it from them. But when ESPN tweets it out or puts an IG post, it'll be like per Adam Schefter, and then it'll be a comma, and then, and then it'll be the person that actually got it. it. Schefter should be, like, the last on the list. Schefter shouldn't be on Schefter. that list for, for that. They just throw Schefter in it because it, he works for ESPN, and they want him to be, like, the Woj of the NFL. But he has had a great, great, great offseason. Well, it's not the offseason. Off, off it's almost Woj time again, to be fair. We're getting close. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I have to turn my um notifications on for him. Because right now it's Schefter notifications. I right always now. have my Woj notifications on because I always like that random Woj bomb that like happens. Wait, actually, I might still. Let me check. On like a Thursday night and it's some like yep. M- NBA, PA like update. He always like, tweets out about his podcast. Yeah, I do too. I like I like getting those. He like gets really excited about it. Like He loves his like. podcast. <laughs> he loves his podcast. But yeah, um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the Pro Bowl, but the Pro Bowl sucked. Honestly, I actually came out here thing that we were and i actually had some takeaways we don't have to go over them honestly like i don't no no i want to hear him i want to hear i hated the pro bowl um i honestly hated it too and i only watched half of it um oh yeah you were here yes so um everyone hated that it was just not competitive and like after watching yeah i was like really after said you need to find a way to make it competitive 
then the next bullet was no one wants to watch two hand touch. And I was mm-hmm. like, if they're not going to make hitting, then don't make it 11 on 11 and then shorten the field. Wait, well, I'm not even kidding. Before, before the Pro Bowl, were you here for – you were here for – they yeah, did the, the flag, flag football, football 17U championship. That Cattle was awesome. Flag, I was so into that. Football. I would – like, I would it love to see – It was literally the 17U girls flag football national championship. Literally, and it was a great I, game. I would love – like, honestly, this is going to sound weird, but if anyone knows the yard mode on Madden, like, if they just did that for the Pro Bowl and then just ran subs – just, like, mess around, Yeah. Perfect. Like, no one needs this. Like, I mean, like, we watched the NHL All-Star game. Oh, the NHL All-Star game was actually perfect. Perfect. Competitive, three-on-three hockey. I mean, yes, the defense, no one's Because they have good incentives for it, too. But, yeah, they're they're doing Well, they're not hitting, but they're playing defense. Like, they're they're, they're getting the stick down. They're doing all that. They're not hitting, though. They're not out there. It's also three-on-three, so you don't hit in general in three-on-three because you can't. No, you just play defense. Oh, he's just so open. And then I said, also, they need to make the skill games more interesting. Like, I was like, they should probably make it bracket-based instead of, like, whoever just does the best out of one round because no one wants to sit there and be like, okay, guys, I'm going to watch the skills competition. And like you sit down, get ready for it, and it's fifteen to twenty-five minutes. Like, yeah, like I'm expecting, like I haven't seen, like to see a whole group of like the best players in the NFL out there doing like random stuff that's not physically like all football related. Like they're having fun, and you get to see that for less than thirty minutes. I think that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I mean it's it's very true, and they've gotten rid of a lot of things that have been great, like the QB throwing competition to see who can throw the furthest, and um see who can throw the most accurate they they've switched it up in the past few years for the accuracy they switched to like the thing where it's two boards and you're throwing to the left and then to the right and there's dbs in front of it i'm not a big fan like, of that i'm not a huge fan of it but like if they did it like bracket based and like yeah. had like, like that would be bad. like four qbs to each team in the pro bowl at least make them like do something in the skills competition like i mean what's the point exactly and um they got rid of the um obstacle course which was actually by far my favorite part of the program it was fun different and it changed it up and, and it was one, yeah the like they had fun i'm most upset about is dodgeballs is not even competitive like oh, that should be like a big that that should be like a best of like five series and and there and should it, be it should be drafted incentives and it should be drafted no matter like afc yeah. versus nfc they shouldn't be like who wins the pro bowl thing they, they should all be there and it should just be drafted like you should have captains AFC NFC, but you could pick your or like NFC players. You can pick AFC players. Like it should well, be a mix. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna basically wrap up what you just said. I'm gonna change it up a little bit, and you are gonna be like exactly ready for this. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to watch Kirk Cousins play dodgeball. Like, like, well, like <laughs> nobody wants to see is, that. It's like I don't. But if they're gonna make it more interesting. I'm all for watching Kirk Cousins throw a throw a ball at freaking like anybody. Dude, he like, got knocked yeah. out like right away. He's a quarterback. He couldn't even throw it. Like it, it was it was, yeah, it was like, so embarrassing. Uh, and the best catch competition like, was awful too. I don't care about Stephon Diggs jumping off a um truck. Like cool, he caught it like, like that. Cool. Like, none it of the catches rough, were yeah. actually like, that was as cool good for, like, as they four could seconds. Have that was cool for one city in Western New York. I'm sorry, I love the Bills. Like, but yeah, like I saw the table. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is for. Yeah, like, oh, I wonder like, what you're gonna. Oh, oh, like Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill with the helmet catch was so dumb. He literally just caught the ball and then put it behind his head. 
Like, I'm sorry, like David Tyree didn't go out here and win a Super Bowl for the Giants. If you just do that, <laughs> like, I know. Like, 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 I like, honestly, like that, like from a past fan, like I hate everything about that. Like when I saw right. that, I was just like, what are we doing? Like, it, no, it was the skills competition was awful, and you know they're struggling when the skills competition was at a Triple A ballpark, and it like, wasn't full. No, and and then the other thing is is like you go that like. Like obviously we can't compare all the different leagues, like all star stuff, but like, like nothing's gonna match the NBA skill competition nights. But like yeah. the NHL does a really, really good job of making it interesting. Like they, like they made it themed. Like they had twenty one and twenty two. Like yes, yeah. that was a little boring. I'm not going to lie. I did not understand anything that was going on. It was confusing. But they mm. were just playing blackjack. Where the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, it might be dumb. Like no offense, but like it's still. Good it's something it's something creative it's something where like okay i'm never gonna see this again because it's not gonna be in vegas next year right and like i think like that um, was cool. it was dumb but it was cool <laughs> like made no sense i think that every league has it down for their all-star game they know what they're doing except for the nfl and it's so obvious like we said the nhl they do a tournament style 3v3 awesome right the the nba their skills competition, they have the three-point, they have the slam dunk contest, which the slam dunk contest hasn't been good for the past few years, but you know what it is. And then you have the All-Star game. Yeah. They did a great job of making it competitive last year Perfect. and the year before that. And then the MLB, during the middle of the season, it's for home field advantage. So all of these guys are busting, like, every, they're giving it everything they have in that All-Star game because if they make it to the World Series, they get home field advantage. And then there's yeah. the Pro Bowl, which is literally not – a thing. Not even that, but like the home run derby, like that's like the most. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, like it's awesome to watch. It's very, very competitive, <clears throat> and like people actually have like a meaning to win it. Like that's like, like no, the home run derby is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and then like the other thing about the NBA, they're changing up the Rising Stars game. It's a tournament based. Oh, and it's, that's awesome too. Like, like see, to be fair, that's perfect timing for all this because the last three years, to be fair, I did not watch that game. You, you know what? You know what? I think, like, literally, there's so many different things you can do. It's so easy to think of. Here's the first thing that comes to mind during an NFL skills competition. Wide receiver against cornerback, 1v1s. Let's go do 1v1s. Exactly. Everyone, that would be like, awesome. I would, I would love to And it's to like see, knockout. Like, it's in, like in, in, a, in a perfect world, like, obviously last year, like, Jalen Ramsey's not there because he's in the Super Bowl this year. Right. But, like, we go back to a year where he's not in the Super Bowl. You have Jalen Ramsey, the best corner in the league, going probably against the best wide receiver in the league in a one-on-one. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I might have seen it earlier this year, but like they're having fun. It's not like yeah, it's like it's fun, not like, but it's, it's not like it matters because if you, you don't want to touchdown, that. but you don't want to lose. Right, like you want to be the best, and like we could have saw Stephon Diggs versus Trayvon Diggs, like straight up in a one v one, not during the Pro Bowl where it's like you're not trying at all because you don't want to actually tackle. But like a one v one, like you don't even really have to tackle. Like you can go down, you can fall, and all that. But, like, that's yeah. not what it's about. Like, if you have strictly just one wide receiver and one cornerback on the field and you have a quarterback throwing to you, that could be very entertaining. And you can make it point-based, NFC versus AFC. Like, it's so simple. There's so many yes. things that the NFL could do. They just don't care. 
and they really? moved it to Las Vegas to try to make it a little bit cooler. But you can't just move it to a location and that makes it better. Like you actually no. have to add stuff, and that's what the NHL did, and that's why the I mean, NHL we, was very successful learned, with it. We learned the location has nothing to do with it because it's been in Hawaii for so long, and like obviously it's yeah. so expensive to go to Hawaii, so it makes sense why there wasn't a lot of people there. But like at least when you're like, oh, it's in Hawaii, like I get to go to Hawaii, you know what I mean? Like exactly, go like a trip for like the week, and then, like a, like like a family can, trip, yeah. And then like it ends the week pro bowl you have to see your favorite players you and then you go back home and you're like wow great week regardless of what the pro bowl looks like you know what i mean you're just like good experience it's not an experience for anybody that's like not there and even the people there didn't even look interesting right yeah like the pro bowl is just they do such a bad job and there's so many opportunities to fix it and i, I don't know if they ever will because they're so scared about injuries which makes a lot of sense but there's so many other things you could do that don't involve anything that is more than what they're actually doing right now for the Pro Bowl. And, and it, it would be a lot more entertaining. If they just change the game, like I understand, like if there's no contact, like just play flag football. Like maybe the players don't want that. Okay, then don't do that. Shorten <clears throat> then, the field and then run two-hand touch. I don't want to watch 11-on-11 11 11 two-hand touch. Like I'm sorry. For like, on a 100-yard field. Like, yeah, dude. Like, like, I'm not like why not? watch them run around everyone and be like oh nice pick six from have you ever you know? watched like the, have you ever watched like the seven on sevens where it's just like someone snaps to the quarterback and like they're not even wearing pads they're just playing like that, and it's pass only that or for anyone who used to play madden before 2010 when they had like that yeah, small yeah, field yeah, with the yeah, seven yeah, on yeah, seven yeah, and you yeah. could like just yes. take a team yeah and then, and then like that was it like that like that that was all it was you have a short version of your team you run subs limited playbook that's it. exactly exactly and you could even make that tournament base you could have two teams for each conference exactly it just I, it doesn't i don't know it, it would be nice it just right right that's all i got yeah that's all i got as well i think that's gonna wrap it up so we will see you guys on friday where we will talk you know, all things rams all things Bengals. shout out <clears throat> excuse me shout out harambe and yeah peace Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.